With the Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Hello, hello, hello. Hello. This is a very, very exciting episode today. This has been a very long time coming. I have my beautiful mother, Kaya Mal, on the pod today. Her name's actually Kylie, by the way, Kylie Milan. But everyone thinks your real name is Kymel because your Instagram name is Kymel and we nickname you Kymel. Like <laughs> Kylie Milan, Kymel. Thank you. It's such a incredible honor to be here today. So thank you very much. She's so fucking nervous. Like I'm she's so literally nervous. shaking like, in her boots. Kind of, yeah, Come down. Come yeah. down. It's just me. <laughs> just pretend we're in the living room having a little yap yap and I'm asking you for life advice as per usual. It's a bit of a solo ep. Ashton is actually not here today. It's just going to be me interviewing mum. This will not be the first of the Kaimal eps because this woman is a wealth of knowledge and so much wisdom and she is the reason I am who I am today. And there's lots of questions I think people have always wanted to know about you because you've been such a huge part of my journey and my career. Like you've, I've always put you on my socials. You've come, you know, everywhere with me. Oh, she's literally already going to cry. <laughs> this woman, this woman cries more than anyone I know. Like literally more than me. Like a simple word and the eyes are welling up. So we'll see how, how many times we get her to cry in this. I'll jump in before before you start tearing Sorry, up. Guys. <laughs> no, it's a good thing to be open with your emotions. Yeah, truly. But as always, we start off with a mantra or a quote that you live by. And you guys would have heard this one before because I say it all the time. Or are you going to surprise us with a different one? No, I, um, I guess people that do know me know that the number one mantra that I live by is everywhere you're challenged, you're equally supported. And I guess it's the one mantra that's like channeled my life, really. It's um, supported me through adversity and whatnot. And I guess it's always reassuring to know that um, through some of the darkest moments of your life, there there is always someone there who is an ER or, or you know, just a hug to support you during those times and just mm. never give up hope that there's help there wherever you need it. So, yeah. Yeah, literally <laughs> anytime I call mum and I'm like, oh, this stuff is happening, wee, wee, wee. Wherever you're challenged, you're equally supported. Like it's literally just like ingrained in my brain. But I do think it's it's true and it's a lot about trusting the universe and trusting Truly. divine timing and trusting yourself and trusting that things are happening for you, not against you. True. So, um. All right, well, let's just jump. There's We're going to jump in because there's a lot to kind of go <laughs> through. And there will be, as I was saying before, um, this won't be the first of the Kaimal apps. There's, we're going to delve into quite a few different topics. But I, we thought today I'll try and do a quick overview so you can understand mum's background, how she became who she is, how she raised such a iconic daughter. <laughs> <laughs> but just kind of your process because I think your parenting style is really different to a lot of other people that I meet and people are always quite shocked. shocked. <laughs> Firstly, that you're actually my mum because you look like you could be my older sister because, well, how old are you now? 
Well, 51, nearly 52. This woman literally <laughs> looks like she's like late 30s, I swear. People are genuinely shocked, especially on aeroplanes. Like, you guys, sisters, <laughs> friends, sisters. I'm like, it's my mom. They're like, what? <sighs> okay, so what is, in the briefest way, a little bit of a backstory on your your own upbringing and who you were as a child yeah. and how you've developed into this world? Okay, so I guess um, very concisely, I'm the eldest of three children Um, I have a younger sister and a younger brother and sadly when I was three years of age my dad was diagnosed with a brain tumour and he was given six months to live and he fortunately lived for another eight years but in doing so I lost him when I was 11 years of age and um, you know it was a hard time for my family and all of our lives but on reflection like looking back it's definitely having faced that kind of challenge at such a young age has certainly shaped me into the woman that I am today and also allowed me to I guess have a broader perspective of life and not to look at my life um through the eyes of a victim and instead to be someone to um kind of rise through challenges as life unfolds so yeah and I think when he passed away you predominantly took the role of yeah very codependent with my mum was very codependent on me to kind of step up and you know help look after everyone like keep the family together be there I guess as a support and a rock to her because her it would have been incredibly difficult for her my dad was only 36 when he passed away and, um, you know, initially she had a three-year-old, a two-year-old and a three-month-old baby that she had to care for as well as, you know, a really ill husband. So I have nothing but respect for her um, and the way that she rose to the challenge and raised us. But I guess there was also, I kind of feel in a way that I was robbed also of my childhood because I was forced to grow up so quickly and I guess assume such an important role. Which is why she's now <laughs> living it up. She's she's had a second chance at life. And I always would say this to mum, like when I think, you know, especially when you and my dad divorced mm. and like I guess we can get into that whole saga in mm. another ep because it's that's long. Yeah. <laughs> Even if we don't need to talk no. about that today. But I think from your childhood already being quite difficult to then going into a marriage that was quite difficult mm. and trying to raise kids and then trying to look up, like raise uh, kids as a single parent, mm-hmm. especially when you had a fucking wild child yeah. such as me. <laughs> um, I think that, you know, it probably for you felt like when the fuck is my life going to mm. get start. a little bit brighter <laughs> and when is it actually going to start for me Yeah, because you were always living for other people or in service to other people. Truly. So I think when, you, you know, you and dad divorced, that was my time to step up and show you, yeah. hey, let me like take some of the pressure off you and like how can I help you feel reinvigorated by life again? Mm. And it's just been so fun watching you blossom <laughs> and I think – the main importance of your story is that it doesn't matter what age you are, no. your life can begin again at any moment. Truly. And I think we get so bogged down by like, oh my God, like I'm I'm 25 and like, or I'm 30 and I'm not married. I don't have kids. I don't have it sorted. I don't know what I'm doing. And it's like, you're living proof that 
there is no timeline. Absolutely not. It doesn't you don't have to follow any script, but it's you can find enjoyment and happiness in life in any, you know, age you are and I think your life each year gets better. Truly. You become more and more Kylie, <laughs> you know, every year and more and more confident yeah. and I've just seen that form. Thank so you. very Thank proud you, of you. Um <laughs> Okay, so there's a few questions before we get into like your process of how you actually got through that. Mm-hmm. But I've got in between the questions I've written some that people have asked in. So I'm going to intertwine them. There was away. lots of people <laughs> saying, what was your favorite slash most rewarding thing about being a mom and being my mom? Oh, my God. Like, honestly, having children is the greatest gift and being able to see them grow and thrive and be happy humans in this world is truly, there's not a greater feeling. So it's been an absolute privilege to be able to be yours and Harrison's mom. And what was I like as a kid? Well, actually as a, as a baby and probably really up until your teenage years, you were a dream child. You were literally just absolutely so. You can say that again. So easy, <laughs> so easy going. You would actually like put yourself to for a nap and just like nothing's changed. Once, once you could walk, you were like just beetle yourself up off for a little nap and whatnot. Whereas Harrison resisted it at every turn, and he was a terrible reflex baby. So it was just kind of one extreme to the other. So yeah, in that respect, it was like a joy and it was a joy to be able to see you both be able to like experience life, try musical instruments, sports, like. No, but what was I like? Like what was my personality? Oh, Miss Havachat for a start. (laughs) So some things haven't changed, but um, yeah, always there to entertain everyone. You certainly love fashion from a very young age. You love to accessorize with beads. You like would pack your own little bag and plan little sleepovers and Auntie Wendy's and Uncle Frank's and then just tell me like, oh, and by the way, I'm staying the night. <laughs> Come and pick me up in two days. So yeah, headstrong to say the least. What was something that I taught you about life? Oh, truly, like life is for living, like absolutely just grab it with both hands and um, I guess don't don't take life so seriously. Mm. That would be probably the biggest, just have fun. Mm, because I think I gave mum a bit of a false hope when I was an easy kid to yeah. then turning into quite a headstrong, like I think because I was raised by women and I was always around older mm. women, you know, I had – Nan, who strong women helped through years and years of my upbringing. There was you. Then I was always with Auntie Wendy, mm-hmm. Granny, like my great grandma. Like I was raised by older women, essentially. Mm-hmm. And the way that these women in my life engaged with me, they treated me like an adult. Mm. There was no, you know, they spoke to me confidently and let me, you know, form into who I was. And they, I felt very valued by True. these women. Like the way Auntie Wendy would handle me, it was yep. like she cared about my opinion or she held space for things I wanted to say. Mm -hmm. So I think I grew up very fast. So you then had to deal with a 17 year old child. Well, let's say even when I was like 14, 15 (laughs) year old girl acting like I was 25, ready to, (laughs) ready to take on the world, ready to go. (laughs) And so how did you, I guess, 
And like, you know, with that, it wasn't just that I was confident, but it mm. would have been hard because I was impatient with life and mm. I wanted to speed it up, speed it up and move everywhere. And so I put a lot of pressure on you to let me live how I wanted mm. to live. But you're also then a parent and you're trying to, you know, oh, protect me, me and yeah. keep me safe. And you don't want me to end up in bad situations. So how did you, I guess, navigate having such a rebellious and quite headstrong Mm. teenager. Trust me, there was a lot of judgment from a lot of people, family included, that my style and the style of parenting that I definitely adopted was not conventional um, by any scope of of means. Um, I was a big believer in encouraging you both to experience life and was also, I guess, acknowledge the fact that everyone makes mistakes and there's going to be things that you're going to try in life, alcohol, like drugs, sex, like everything under those umbrellas. And instead of feeling like you had to lie about a situation that you were going through or whatever, I always stood by the fact that Um, I wanted you to tell the truth. Like if you really did make a mistake that I was the first person Mm. that you would come to and that you felt confident that you weren't going to find yourself in a situation where you felt uncomfortable or that you had to lie and that basically honesty was the best policy. And even if you did muck up that um, if you told the truth, there was zero punishment. But if you told told a lie, then it was double punishment. Mm. And it was more just, I guess, <clears throat> accountability, but also to encourage like good choices and decisions. Mm. And communication. Communication think is important. That a lot of the other kids that I was around, it was like we were all sneaking out. We were Correct. all drinking alcohol. We were all doing these things that teenagers do, mm-hmm. but we were doing it quite at a young age. Mm. Um, and there was issues that came up and – there were times people got too drunk or mm-hmm. moments I felt unsafe, but you did instill a safety that I could come to you. Mm-hmm. And then instead of me rebelling more and more and more, mm-hmm. I was like, oh, well, I've had my fun. I don't mm-hmm. need to like push the boundaries anymore. Correct. I know a safe level because I don't have someone breathing down my neck going, mm-hmm. you're not allowed to do this. You're not allowed to do that. Because when someone's restricted, it's like anything in life. When you're restricted, you want to do it more. Mm-hmm. So then you know, it was sad to see so many kids not have a relationship with their parents. I was like, my mum's literally my best friend. Like I tell her not everything when I was younger. She knows absolutely everything now, (laughs) but you obviously knew what was kind of going on. But then later in life, when I told you really what was going on, you were like, what the fuck? Well, I think some of it's definitely a mother's intuition, but I guess, um, you know, like everyone needs to be encouraged to grow and not be stifled. And I guess from my own childhood experience growing up and um, peers that I was surrounded by, I found that um, other kids and kids in general who had incredibly restrictive parents, that they were often the ones that lied the most and um, really rebelled the most. And mm. I, don't, I, I don't agree that that's a good environment, particularly in this day and age. Mm. Um, to be there to support your children. I also think that if for someone that maybe doesn't have a good relationship with uh, with their parents or a parent, mm. there's also like a way that I had to go about communicating with you in a way that was like, because I was so headstrong, it was like, I want to respect your rules, yes, mm. and I don't want to damage our relationship. And mm. I don't want to be getting punished or mm. <laughs> being grounded so I couldn't not go out so it was a negotiation with you it was me correct I would come to you quite strongly going oh well I really want to do this yeah for my life yeah. it's my life 
I would like it if you like supported me in this choice. Mm. And it's like, I would always phrase it to you as like, well, it's going to, I want us to be close as well. Cause I think that if you go to your parents and you're just like, let me do this, mm. they've got no reason as well to be like, well, why should I just let you? Unless it's you actually saying to them, I need you to trust me. And it will make me feel great if you just trusted me. Yeah. And it's not so much even just about you telling me like what you're doing. It's having a discussion that we can at least, I guess, converse that you are aware of any like pitfalls or risks mm. or things that you may not have thought about um, in terms of it, that whatever it is that you choose, that it's it's safe and that, you know, you're okay with it. Mm. So let's face it, we all make mistakes or, you know, bad judgment during our lives and isn't it better to be feeling that you're supported during those. Mm. Um, and if we if you do fall, that you learn and you understand and you grow from that experience, mm. that subsequent times you find yourself in that situation, that you better equipped to handle it. Mm. We'll, like, obviously we can talk more about yeah. parenting in another app because I think that if maybe – parents are listening or if kids want to we can delve into maybe like forming that but we're going to keep skimming along so you guys mm. can we can there's lots to get through with the lucky land slots you can get lucky just about anywhere this is your captain speaking uh, we've got clear runway and the weather's fine but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky no no nothing like that it's just these cash prizes add up quick so i suggest you sit back keep your tray table upright and start getting lucky Play for free at LuckyLandslots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. With Lucky Land Slots, you can get lucky just about anywhere. This is your captain speaking. Uh, We've got clear runway and the weather's fine, but we're just going to circle up here a while and uh, get lucky. No, no, nothing like that. It's just these cash prizes add up quick. So I suggest you sit back, keep your tray table upright, and start getting lucky. Play for free at LuckyLandSlots.com. Are you feeling lucky? No purchase necessary. Void where prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details. Mainly want to talk a lot about, I guess, because a huge part of my life and my identity is a lot to do with spirituality Mm. and, like, kind of that is a way that you've raised me because people go, well, how did you get into spirituality? Mm. And I'm like, well, it was my mom. Like Mm. just the language you used with me, it wasn't anything that you ever like threw in my face, but you helped me start to understand maybe like the reasons why I felt so sensitive or so like intuitive at a young age or why I was such an, like, as people would say, old soul or whatever. Mm. So I want to know how you became interested and open to spirituality and what was the process of trusting your own intuition and and your witchy powers? Mm. Um, So interestingly, as time has evolved, I've realised that I am an intuitive empath um, and I'm highly attuned to energy and emotions around me, obviously of a spiritual nature. Um, And it's kind of like having a sixth sense, which is... I guess my perception, it's a blessing and a curse. So I feel like I was gifted with this and I had this as a child, but obviously didn't realise the full ramifications of it at the time. Um, And basically I um, am clairaudient and clairsentient. At the time when I was younger, I didn't fully understand it, like I said, but I knew the power of it and... I, it was something I believed in so strongly and yet when I was younger and in my 
adult years, um, I was often like criticised or diminished whenever I tr try to raise the topic. So I guess when you started to show some interest, just even on a very basic level. Because well, I used to read like Dolly Magazine, <laughs> I'd love the star sign, like because I'm a Leo and yeah. obviously I wanted to read about myself. So I was, that's how it started for me was reading Correct. those, like looking into star signs and like, uh, you know, personality traits through that on Correct. a very like base level. Surface level. Yeah. So um I know how it made me feel where I, in a sense, felt like I couldn't talk about it. And yet I realized the value of doing it and what a big part it had become and it has definitely become in my life. So um, energy, intuition and whatnot are really incredible tools that can help us during our life path. And so it was definitely something that I wanted to encourage um, you to be able to explore of your own free will and and I don't even know how it like really formed into the way that it did because, well, I guess it's just because it's innately who I am and it's mm. who you are and the language that like say when I was going through hard times, like you, especially like around when I was bullied when I was younger a lot, how you, I think the first spiritual lesson I would say that I learned from you was that people, when they're being mean to you, they're just projecting their own hurt and pain upon you Absolutely. and it's nothing to do with you mm. and like that may not seem like a spiritual lesson but it really is mm. it's understanding that also when we're going through hurt and struggle that we can sometimes act out of these mm. you know hurt people hurt people places but you taught me that instead of sending a hateful energy back to send love back because Correct. they were the people that were hurting and needed it the, the most. most yeah so I think that was the first spiritual lesson that you taught me and then obviously it spiraled into fucking mum and I at spiritual development classes and I'm there reading people's futures and it's just gone Enjoy. down a lot of witchy, witchy, witchy ways, doing ayahuasca together. Like we've, we've, we've done it all. We've really been there. Um, and the thing about both of us, so with our spirituality is I think it's a, such a personal practice for us. We don't, neither of us shove it down people's throats. No. And I think it's not a way to go about spirituality and you've never been like that with me either. Mm. It's more a language of finding a relationship with yourself, understanding yourself mm. and finding confidence. And just to, I think you've taught me about trusting the universe Absolutely. and trusting timing. And that's the main lessons that you've really instilled in me. Mm -hmm. Another thing on like our relationship and maybe it is a bit about parenting, but I find it interesting. How, and also it's, it says a lot more about you as well. Mm -hmm is how did you keep calm to not overbear me in my life and let me explore my true self? Like, how did you, because I think a lot of parents go, well, I didn't achieve all these things in my life. So I want my kid to mm. do this, 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 and this. Like, how did you just let me do my thing? Uh, I guess um, for me, like first and foremost is I've had my chance at life at, those various stages that you were evolving and developing through. And I guess I've watched too many other parents and probably people my age wanting to vicariously live their own lives again through their children, I guess, correcting or adjusting based on what they feel they missed out on or mm. whatever. Um, that, that was never my journey. And um, it was more about allowing you to find a sense of who you were and where your passions lied. And I guess if in any small way I could share some of the, I guess, le life lessons that I'd had that could in any way benefit you without mm. like 
forming my opinion, you know, allowing you to find your own opinion and um, make your own choices, but doing it in a, in a supported um, fashion. Mm. And I think through doing that, then it allowed us to have such a close bond that, well, when I started my career, Mm. you were my manager Mm. for years and like, we went on that path together and it was, we were a team in that, you know, and we still bloody are. Like it's just. Communication is always key. And I think it's always been like the, the foundational pillar to our relationship Mm. and the relationships both in business, friend, friendships um, and whatnot that we've maintained. What is something that you would tell your younger self? Oh my God. Like truly like, don't take life so seriously. Like I can honestly say now, like I've always been such a straighty 180 of always playing by the rules. But I guess what you've shown me is that, you know, let loose. sometimes rules are meant to be broken. Like <laughs> mum is so, we are literally the most opposite people in this world. Like mum is very like, we need to follow the rules by the book, like do the speed limit doll like do, 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 like all everything and I'm literally like fuck that I hate rules I hate being told what to do I hate anything like that so mum over the years I've loved seeing it you know let loose a little bit like she's still not, very not very good often. girl I still really do maintain that sense of it of semblance because that's who I am but um life is for living and honestly just go explore go try things mm. like yeah, all of that. <laughs> so I want to touch on moving overseas in your 50s. Like everyone's kind of like, why did your mum move to London as well? And I guess how did you find the courage to try something new and not just follow the normal path that I guess other people, you know, your age have has gone age down? Age being ha- a barrier. Pardon? <laughs> age being a barrier. Well, yeah, and like just not, not just staying in the mindset of like, oh, I should just find – another husband and get married again and, and settle down and live in Australia my whole life. Like what, what was your fuck it moment, I guess, in going, well, I'm just going to YOLO and you've only ever been to London twice. I know. It's so crazy. Like weirdly, I think I sent to you yesterday a memory popped up um, of you and I leaving a dinner at Sexy Fish <laughs> literally three years ago. <laughs> yesterday and I think I said to you like who would have thought three years later I I was calling I'd be calling London home so well I remember when (laughs) you when we came here because I had a campaign in Paris that I'd been booked on and they were flying me over and they were going to fly my manager over as well and I was like fuck that I'm bringing my mom <laughs> like that's a, always been a dream of mine is to be able to you know travel with you and bring you places and I know we had you know, Valentine's Day together in Paris and it was amazing <laughs> but I thought you know let's go to London at the end of yeah. our trip and we both just had the best time the best time I don't know why it was such a fun week we were staying in the middle of Soho literally where all the strip clubs are like in a thousand stairs on the most in the most janky like honestly it was there was nothing cute about it but it was so funny but we I at the time thought I was going to move to LA and mum and I were like just having such a ball in London she goes I reckon you belong here little did she know truly you belonged here as well but anyways how did you find the courage to go well, I'm just going to give it a try. So I guess initially when I first um, started to mention this, people honestly thought I had a brain snap. Like they really thought I'd lost my mind and that um, I'd completely gone to another dimension. But I guess you were the one that had for a couple of years said that you wanted to move and obviously COVID came and was a bit of a um, ball and chain that prevented that. So um, I guess after your dad 
past and that kind of provided the catalyst then for you to kind of say, okay, that's it, I'm ready to go. Um, and then Harrison proceeded to say that he hadn't really travelled and so he wanted to take a few months off and travel as well. And I just kind of thought, well, I only have the two kids. Um, life is, you know, not going any life is sort of um go- going at a rate of knots you're and newly single as well so oh yeah, yeah nothing right, holding you back. there was nothing to keep me there um and like I'm not getting any younger and I guess selfishly almost I thought that there's such a small window here of you know who knows if it's a couple of years be- before you and Harrison like settle down or have oh partners or, God. you know, <laughs> not saying I'm in any hurry for any of this, but if there would have been grandchildren or whatnot. That oh, no, doll, you're counting down the days. <laughs> definitely not. And um, so it was a case of like, well, selfishly, we have this, I have this opportunity to kind of have a fresh start and um, an opportunity to do the things that I never got to do when I was mm. in my early 20s. I was married at 24 I had Harrison at 25. Oh, my God. You were getting married at my age. I know. I said that. So. Oh, my God. So I kind of feel like I'm having a bit of a Benjamin Button yeah, you um, life are. experience. I'm doing my life in reverse. So <laughs> You also get look younger the older you get. Like you genuinely do. It's crazy when you look at old photos of mum. Like this woman's glowed up. Was, I'm just hoping my genetics do the exact same thing. That was all the stress in my life, I guess. But yeah. Well, yeah. What would you say? Because someone did ask, how do you, how have you aged so gracefully? What are your beauty tips? Because well, you're guess, quite health and wellness I'm focused. Very health and wellness focused. So I guess what people may or may not know about me is that um, I studied um, nutrition at the Institute of Integrated Nutrition and health and well-being and um, biohacks for um, reducing your biological age is something that I'm really passionate about. So I guess first and foremost is having uh, an anti-inflammation diet um, works wonders and I really attribute a lot of that Mm. to that. So, yeah. And also just keeping your energy in check. Yeah, health, well-being, like spirituality, mental, physical. Honestly, I think stress is such a killer stress ages people faster than anything Mm. yeah what is something you would tell someone or anyone who's listening who's struggling with their purpose their identity and with trusting life I think what I would say is don't be so hard on yourself that um every day truly is a new beginning and Um, some of the biggest lessons that you'll experience in your life when you look back on, you'll actually be grateful that you went through that experience. And I think always try and um, look at whatever it is that you're going through as that this is happening for you, not to you. Like Mm. sometimes um, we fear loss, we fear fear. Um, so many fears, but sometimes we need to close a door for a new one um, to open and to be able to have that space to welcome the new in. So, yeah, I think that that's probably the biggest starting point. Okay, well, I'm going to ask a few more questions that people had written in. Mm-hmm. Does having it all figured out ever truly happen? Oh, God, no. Like, honestly, I, I think... I literally say this to you all the time as well. I'm like, when am I going to have it figured I out? some of the best laid plans in life, like my beautiful grandmother, I remember going to her many times over the years crying and saying, at what point in 
you know, what age do you have to get to when the lessons stop? And she'd always say, darling, they never stop. And, you know, she Mm. lived until she was 95. So I think it's always about just keeping a calm head and um, attitude and mindset to whatever it is that we feel that we're facing. And yeah, this too shall pass. Like every day mm, really is. Yeah, a new that's beginning. another yeah mantra that you always said mm. to me as well. What is the proudest moment you have had of me? Oh my god! Like honestly, so many. And Harrison, like let's not. It's not all just about you. Well, like, yeah. Well, you are on my podcast. <laughs> I think definitely like seeing you and him like both shine. But okay, if it, we're referencing yeah, we're, we're narrowing just you, it down narrowing to it to you, like uh obviously living your life fearlessly um, and chasing those big dreams that you have, like that's something that I've always reinforced and encouraged to you. And you've literally like even the story that you were relaying to me from your event last night, like it was kind of like fist pumping high fives. Like I'm proud of that girl. (laughs) (laughs) Which I can't even get into it. Can't even get into it. What was the hardest lesson that you've learned about love? Love is painful. <laughs> God. Love is like, it's amazing and it's wonderful, but sometimes I, can, I don't even like, this could be a whole nother episode as well. I know. When it's not the right person, sometimes they can lab- label it as love, but it really isn't love. So mm. yeah. What is your favorite thing about each other? I can go first. My favorite thing about mum. <laughs> I think is that, well, one, you're the most reliable person in the world. Like if I call, if I don't, if I call you once and you don't answer, I know you're going to pick up the second time. Like you're just always there. Like if I'm having a menti B, speed dial, mum's there giving me advice, sending me quotes on Instagram. Like I know that for the next few days after I've said I'm struggling with something, she'll be sending me inspirational quotes and you check in and you're just, you're my best friend. You are my partner in this life. We live on the same street in <laughs> London. That. Like it's just so funny that we've ended up on this path and that I think that you, you're a Taurus, you just calm me down. And I think that my favorite thing as well is that you're not just my mom and my best friend. You are, you don't belong to me, you know, like you are everyone's and mm. I love sharing you with everyone. And I know that if my friends are going through something like, you're the person I trust the most to help them through it. And you always give not, you don't just care for me because I'm your daughter. You care about everyone Mm. in my life and you just have such an endless depth of, you know, your ability to love people and help people without it, you know, impacting you too much. You just have, which obviously you go about protecting yourself as well. But I just think the way that like all of my friends, the way that, my my friends or people speak about you makes me very proud that you're my mum and I often thank you will literally fucking sob to my friends going how did I end up with her (laughs) like how did I get to have her as my mum like it's it's so amazing that people come back from meeting you and they're just blown away by your presence because you do have such an energy about you like you just walk into a room and you make people feel seen and it can be fucking scary sometimes because people (laughs) sit there and they go this woman is looking through my soul I can't hide anything from her because you literally just know you know know what people are feeling before they even speak so I think you do have such a gift on this earth and I think it's so inspiring to see the power you haven't even stepped into yet and the way that you do help people and how you're going to continue to help people in this life and I think um just your morals and who you are as a person is 
Thank so lovely. And I've never heard anyone besides, I guess, dad say anything <laughs> negative about you. And I always say that to you. I don't know anyone who could ever say a bad word about you. No, thank you. That really, really means so much to me. And I guess my sentiment and feeling towards you is, I guess, a lot of it is much the same. Like what I see, um, the things that you've achieved in your life, like from rising through adversities, like bullying, all the kind of, you know, um, moments that you've moved through to become the woman that you are today and that you've lent your voice, um, you know, to, to the world essentially via your platform that in a way, like I kind of feel proud because a lot of what you do is what I've done in a very, very small Mm. way, but you've, you've lent your persona, um, to that, to, to brutally and, um, very publicly share, that side of yourself Mm. and I think um having your platform and being able to do that and and reach so many people that you know really do appreciate and value um what you bring into their lives and also that calmness and speaking honestly and frankly like high five I'm proud of you thank you I love you (laughs) well I think honestly the biggest thing is that through our relationship and through from a young age being able to be vulnerable with you and be mm. honest about how I was feeling and mm. and reach being able to reach out to someone for them to say well it's okay when you're not okay that's allowed me to be vulnerable with the world and yeah. to be like well speaking honestly to you about my struggles helped me so much like oh my god let's if I can do this with other people mm. then you know it's only going to help and I think we both have such a shared mission on this earth. Absolutely. Like we've been paired together for Truly. <laughs> a reason. We're the dynamic duo. And I think through the way you help me, I can help other people. So you're, I am a vessel also for your lessons that you teach me. And I think we're very lucky. I love and that. And it's just life is fun us. with you. And it's amazing. But anyway, we got there. There'll definitely be more eps with mum where we'll delve into like, you know, more yeah. specific topics. But been lovely having you on and it's nice really that everyone's been able to get to know you a little bit better and you did really well not to sob the whole time I know just a bit rocky in the beginning but no, it's fine it's fine <laughs> well thank you guys so much for listening I hope you enjoyed this app and we'll see you soon bye okay round two name something that's not boring a laundry Ooh, a book club. Computer solitaire, huh? Ah, oh, sorry. We were looking for Chumba Casino. That's right. Chumbacasino.com has over 100 casino-style games. Join today and play for free for your chance to redeem some serious prizes. Chumbacasino.com. No purchase necessary. Forward, prohibited by law. 18 plus terms and conditions apply. See website for details.